Josh Holiday, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Amanda Holmes, Executive Director of the Fishtown Preservation Society in Leland, Michigan. On this podcast, we'll talk with Amanda about the rich history of this collection of weathered fishing shanties, smokehouses, overhanging docks, fish tugs, and charter boats that is known as Fishtown. The heart of a commercial fishing village, Fishtown is where we can still see and feel a connection to a long tradition of Great Lakes maritime culture. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network of Michigan, the Michigan Arts and Culture Council, and the National Endowment for the Arts. We're bringing you the latest stories and headlines on arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today on the Fresh Coast Podcast. Thank you. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. I look forward to seeing where this conversation goes. Yeah. And when we when I started uh, FreshCoastPerspective.com, it really was to celebrate the stories and what makes Michigan most unique. And when we think about the history of our state and our communities, there's a community in northern Michigan that is very unique and special. And there's particularly a district in which you represent, and that is Fishtown. Amanda, tell us um, just historically, what is Fishtown and how did it come about? Well, Fishtown, the place, it, it, it lives up to its name. It's, uh, a, it's actually a little community within a community. So Fishtown is located within the town, the, the town of Leland, which is up in the Leelanau Peninsula in the northwest corner of Michigan. So we're a shore community and it originated because it's right on this wonderful river, uh, the Leland River, which connects a 26 mile lake uh, that it goes 26 miles through the through Lake uh, the Leelanau Peninsula and connects to Lake Michigan on the Manitou Passage. And it's an area that just as settlers were coming here and anyone was looking to uh, basically find a way to make a living, um, fishing was one of those things that people you know, came to this, this region to do. And the Leland River was just a spot, just waiting for a community of fishermen to kind of take root and get to work and do the tough job of being commercial fishermen. Um, now, Fishtown actually can mean a lot more than that because there are a lot of different ways that people fish and enjoy fish. You've got your commercial fishermen, which is what we have, but there's also anglers on the dock. You've got um, recreational boaters heading out. Um, from the from the same area, not all out of the Leland River, and then you also have um, charters that are going out. So there's so many different ways that Fishtown, you know, represents the world of fish and fishing. But in its origins and in a core part of what it still is today is commercial fishing. And I mean, I think a lot of people have heard about Fishtown. They visited Fishtown, and then there are some that I'm always surprised maybe have never been here. And you know, so the question is, what what is important about it? Why should they come? And if they have come and they like maybe just saw there were too many people on a hot summer day, what it is they should have been looking for, or thinking about? Um, I love this place in any weather, in, in you know any any time of day. And actually, it's open twenty four hours a day. You can visit it at any time, but it's a place that is a year round experience, and it's been. Uh, a place that people have loved for over 150 years, quite honestly. And that's a key reason about why it's still here. But for someone maybe who hasn't ever been here, um, Fishtown is, is this, there's the Leland River and on either side of the river are 
they're, we call them shanties, fishing shanties. And all of them are authentic commercial fishing buildings that are the core part of historic, historic fish town. And the early, the oldest one that we own is from 1903, 1904. And the one that was the most recent that was built to be a part of the fishery was from around 1960. There are a couple of other buildings in the area that have been built for other commercial purposes. Fishermen were pretty smart. They, you discover that to catch your fish and sell it wholesale, you don't get as much, but if you catch your fish and open a shop and you sell it direct to people, you're gonna do better. And if you have a few other shops that are attracting people, you're, you're gonna be able to sell more fish and make a better living for yourself. And this is something that commercial fishermen around the state have discovered. But the place itself, it's, it's very intimate. It's intimate scale, the buildings are small. Um, and they're there because the, the communities before Fishtown Preservation had been saving them through generation to generation to generation. And that's a kind of a long complicated story in itself of why is it even here? Um, but it's here today because there's an organization called Fishtown Preservation Society that purchased um, the core part of it on the north side of the river. People have visited, there's an area where there's little, little shops and things that, that we actually have continued the leases to those businesses. And some of them have been there 50 years. They're historic themselves. Um, and then a few years later, we were actually able to acquire some property on the south side of the river. We actually own the Joy and the Janice These are two commercial fishing vessels and they're, they're commercial fishing licenses. And I think when we first made the purchase, there were no other nonprofits in the country who owned and helped to you know, keep going uh, commercial fishing licenses. There is someone in uh, an organization up in Maine now that does though. So it's it's quite a, uh, an accomplishment that the organization was able to do this, but the reason why um, we stepped up to, to acquire the property was there have been a lot of changes to commercial fishing over the years. And those, there have been threats that are environmental, um, but the, the changes of policy uh, just a lot of things that had happened that have made it such that commercial fishermen over the decades, there were fewer and fewer and fewer until today, there are 13 families still in the industry from having been over 1,500 a few decades ago. And so that's not a lot of commercial fish that are coming in. Um, and, the, this, and this is the fish. If you want to go to a restaurant and get white fish, or, you have to get it from commercial fishermen. And that experience for the, the state of Michigan is actually something people shouldn't take for granted. So the next time you go to a restaurant and you order whitefish, ask, where did it come from? That can make a difference as well. It's just, where does your fish come from? We have these bounties of waters and I don't think that enough of it gets on the plates in local, in local restaurants that are caught by the local industries. But Fishtown, you know, I kind of find myself weaving around to these different tales because Fishtown is about all of them. But keeping it there is the basic thing of just preservation is a core of what the organization does. But we, the person who, the family who owned a big chunk of the, the land in the early 2000s, he realized it was time to part with it. They wanted to maybe have an, have an organization that might be willing to do this hard work. And I know that when the purchase happened in 2007, we really didn't know how hard that work was gonna be. And there's sometimes the best things. You just shouldn't know all the steps that it's going to take to make it happen and keep it going. But the reward is um, something we're experiencing. We've been experiencing the whole way through. Um, but it is just this, this small community. 
And it's actually a, a small, the, in the 1970s, it was part, uh, designated as part of the Leland Historic District. And that was done because there were worries about what was gonna happen to Fishtown. There've been worries about this. There are stories like every decade, you can see how it is it survived, who it was that was a part of that survival. But in the 1970s, there was a Leland Historic District, which was just kind of calling, calling attention to um, the, the threats to communities on the shore and to highlight the importance of Fishtown and, and the commercial fishing industry. And it was done in the early days of state preservation efforts. So it was not a thick document, but something I still love to have and see and see it as this beginning um, of what has since become more rare, quite honestly, Fishtown is very rare. Uh, there was news in um, earlier this year and in, uh, in that Fishtown is now its own district. And it's, so it's the Fishtown Historic District, but it's also known as a traditional culture property, which that is honoring, you know, a lot of districts, you're, you're just kind of, you're saving the, you're highlighting the importance of the buildings or some great families lived here or something important that happened, a big invention or something. But here in Fishtown, what we're highlighting is that it's over 150 years of continuous commercial fishing industry that's been, it's been a working waterfront nonstop in all that time. And even as the district has, um, what's gone on within the district has changed a lot in this, these last 50 years, it's brought in, there's a place called The Cove that a lot of people know it's a wonderful restaurant. The Falling Waters Lodge is a wonderful hotel. And these are Michigan modern architecture designed buildings that have become very important in their own right. And there are other changes as well that have happened, like the changes of the, how the ferries operate off to the islands and um, the buildings that, that we care for in themselves have also had to have changes. And you, sometimes you can't keep things just exactly the same. You have to adapt to make it possible for a place to survive. But it's a matter of being careful in how you make those adaptations. So I don't know how many people if they come visit are aware of all of any of these things and, and how and why Fishtown can still be here, but it's been instrumental in this recent news. And, and I understand that it brought us to your attention um, that maybe there's something more that people need to hear about Fishtown and the work the organization is doing and why it's so important. And Amanda, we're gonna talk in just a minute about those structures, but You've been involved with Fishtown uh, as the 501c3 nonprofit since the beginning, and you mentioned why it came about and what inspired you guys to say, we need to celebrate these stories. We need to celebrate the historical significance of the culture that this has brought to Northern Michigan and brings really across the entire state. So talk about that element in your organization's work to preserve the story and the, the culture and ensuring the viability of this district for many years to come and, and ensuring the maritime uh, lifestyle is, is shared for many generations to come. Well, it prompted Fishtown Preservation and the organization actually began, Fishtown Preservation Society began um, seven years before the purchase um, of the property. It was actually started by some of the people from the Leland community and the Carlson family because there were changes happening within the commercial fishing industry in the state. And they were worried about not being able to go out and catch enough fish. And a lot of the things were going on that 
prompted them to start. And so the organization, when it first started, was structured to save fishing, to save commercial fishing. And then in 2004, about four years later, it ended up changing to that and saving fish town because the people who owned it then decided, you know, it was going to be time to move on. And so they, they restructured the organization and it became a safe fish town organization as much as the other. And that took nearly three years to, to pull together agreements and to raise the money and a whole new structure for, for the organization. So in 2007, and I actually started my job the day of the purchase of that property from the Carlson family. And, and one of the things I realized like with that right then is the whole energy of all those years before had been to save the place. And then suddenly you have saved it technically, but there's a lot of work to do to like, okay, then how exactly do you move forward? What do you keep going? What, what's going to, what's important about it? I mean, but there's no question even then and for decades, you know, people have loved this place for a long time. It's family traditions for so many and they're, they're, we have supporters because we're a, a donor driven organization. We depend upon donations from foundations and individuals who people will come up and they'll spend a week. They'll come out from California and they're going to stay in Glen Arbor for a week. They will make certain that when they're here, that they come and visit Fishtown. It's this, it's like a ritual. There are other places in the, in the county that are like that too, but Fishtown just has a real special niche in that experience. And, and it means just as much for there, there are people in this community who visit every single day. It is their ritual to go check what's going on down there. It's a way to just kind of, you know, just keep your heart going. And, and I think that's what it is for the state as well. The importance of keeping Fishtown here is a part of the heart of the state. And it's its heritage. It's also, you know, it, it's so human level that people can come here even if they've never been here before and feel a part of it. And then there are some people around here who are, you know, seventh, eighth generation families who this is part of their bonding experience is Fishtown and, and this larger community. But as an organization, um, and one of the things we needed to do is there really hadn't been a lot to capture the stories about what Fishtown is about. Um, I have a degree in folklore and folk life. And one thing I love is to hear why people love a place that they're a part of. And we had a lot of work to do in order to, there was deferred maintenance, there were just, where do we want to be in the future? So we dove into a lot of planning efforts and you know, developing master plans and things that instrumental I knew was to interview as many people as I could, recorded interviews of asking what their roles had been or, or still were, um, what were their family stories, what was their personal connection, and be making decisions not on what we thought was had happened there but on things that individuals had experienced. It's really easy to come in and just impose your own ideas upon a place. Um, you, can, you can end up you know, doing things to buildings. Like there was one, uh, a little shed addition had been put on one of the shanties and, and they had discovered that it was the earliest refrigeration when they had moved from the ice houses. But there were some who thought, oh, that was just an addition. We, shouldn't, we should be getting rid of that. And it's like, well, no, there's a whole reason why this is here. So to, don't do things lightly. You need to be thoughtful about why you're changing something, not just because you don't like it, but you need to really have a foundation of, of the role of everything within the scope of the story. Um, 
And also just learning to understand the changes that have happened and why things happened. I mean, that place, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle. Buildings have been moved here and there across the river, uh, turned, joined to other things. And of course that can be its own challenge when you care for a building that's made up of three buildings, you're gonna have all kinds of spots that leak or you know, you might not be able to keep a fishery going in that building according to modern, modern agricultural standards and, and things. Um, so that, but knowing that early basis of information and then still trying to gather as much as we can, we'll never know all the stories that are here and the, and the ways that people are connected, but those are core to the decisions that we make and trying to understand it within the state context as well of, uh, of a historic fishery. I don't know how many people think about historic fisheries, but they used to, the fisheries used to be everywhere. Every town along the, along the Great Lakes, every little creek that you would encounter had been a site of commercial fishing. And it's a struggle to find them now. And so there, and a lot, some of them are not accessible either. They're off, you know, in the hinterlands, but here's a spot where we can share that heritage and, and a lot of other things. Um, but we see that as our role and responsibility and to take that designation we're a traditional culture property, we're where commercial fishing continues to happen and the skills that it takes to do that job are phenomenal phenomenal we want to be able to help teach those skills because it's um they're just life lessons that that I get from commercial fishermen and what they're able to do and especially all the ones those who are still doing it it's been a struggle for them to still be you know it, be, be in operation and so there's a lot to be learned from them and a lot to admire um, but those are all just some of the things that, that help make Fishtown pretty special that the work you guys are doing is very important, I think, to preserve these traditions and the lifestyle of people here in Michigan, which, as you mentioned, um, it's really critical for um, historic preservation and also um, for preserving the stories and histories that make Michigan so unique. Now, why I maybe reached out was really because of this really exciting distinction um, for uh, Fishtown being designated as a national uh, on the national registry of historic places as as a as a destination as a place but i know that it, it didn't just start there this has been a long time in the making to get to this type of distinction but many many years ago there was an initial um uh, distinction that came to fishtown which then has progressed into where you're at today so talk about that um, on the local level and then getting to the national level now what that means um, to get this distinction well, getting that, the news of the, the new National Register District for Fishtown um, as a traditional culture property was just a highlight in 2022, definite highlight. Um, but even as we were working on the nomination and pulling it all together, we realized we knew we were building on a district that had been designated in 1975. And of course, any point you have a date that something is stated to have happened, you know there's a whole story before that of, of why it's important and, and what might've happened. But back in for the, the one for 1975, Leland, the community was under, and the whole region was undergoing a lot of, a lot of changes. You had Sleeping Bear Dunes, the National Lake Shore starting up um, in Leland itself. With that then, they, they built a hotel right on the, you know, on the, on the river right near the dam. They built a, a restaurant, both which are still there and are now actually historic properties and included in the new district. There were just so many changes and there was a new harbor. Um, it used to be if people were traveling along the Great Lakes, 
you would have had to go from Northport down to, I think, uh, uh, Frankfurt in order to find a safe place to come into Harbor. And so the, it was something that this, the communities really needed because you had a, a growing number of recreational boaters as well and people sailing and so on. And, there, and it was not, not a safe enterprise sometimes. Now that was um, opened in the, in the late 1960s. And when that was built, there was a lot of concern in the community that Fishtown itself might just be torn down and destroyed. And this was not just a light concern. There were plans that perhaps it should just go away and expand out parking and other things for, for the harbor. So it was a very real concern that Fishtown could, could disappear. And that also could then impact just the, the, the character of Leland itself. One of the things that's so special about Leland is Fishtown, but it's a charming community, very compact, but it's lovely little downtown. And, and it's a spot that people just love to visit, but I can't imagine what it would be like without having Fishtown there. So that was the impetus of creating that first district was in a sense to raise awareness of look how special this place is. And it had been, it was looked after and it's, you know, by the commercial fishermen themselves. And you know, it's had its good days and its bad days. I'm feeling, you know, not everything has survived from the past into the present. It's a spot that you go down one day and you're like, whoa, that board needs to be fixed. And if you don't do that for years at a time, you will have problems. Um, but that, so that 1975 uh, National Register nomination put uh, Fishtown on the map in a very different way. Um, it just kind of raised awareness that this is a really special place. And of course, since then, other communities who that have had fishing uh, businesses and families, it's disappeared. And there's a thing where you can think that someplace as special as Fishtown, of course, it'll keep going. Of course, it will. And people will, they'll miss it if it's not there. That's a problem with things in people's memories. If something is gone, they tend to just forget it. Sometimes you need to be there to be remembered and to be appreciated. And so that in a part is what Fishtown can do is reminding people of places like this and that you, the, the, the food you get in your restaurant isn't, doesn't just appear out of nowhere, that someone has to go catch it. And it's a skill and, um, and something that, that is of significance to the, the history of a region. And in the case of Fishtown, something that still is ongoing. But what's amazing about this, uh, the new nomination as well, is it's valuing those skills that it takes to fish. It's valuing this dynamic place in a lot of different ways. And it also is looking at the overall landscape of, because if you, if you take out, if you just think of that you've got these buildings along the river and you're only thinking of the buildings, you're ignoring the fact that the river itself is the key part of how you're going to be fishing and getting in and out. And it puts you at the docks where you can keep your boat safe and do the work and connects into the shanties where work is done and into the land behind where you can be working your nets and where you have ice houses. And um, it takes a lot of land to make a fishing operation happen. And there isn't a lot that's changed within the industry actually over, over the years. And that's what makes it a complicated kind of uh, industry, but also is another thing that makes it very special. A lot of the families that are still involved in it are fourth and fifth generation. So it's a, a wonderful link that, um, and a lot of them love to share their stories as well. So there are many ways that people can learn about this from us and there are other resources as well that we're happy to help connect people to, to understand this heritage. And it's one that 
I love meeting people and I meet them all the time who are like, my grandpa, you know, fished here or they fished in Port Huron or they, it, those who are with, if you have a link to that industry, it's a brotherhood. Um, and it's something that not just a brotherhood, it's like entire families, sort of family heritage that they really, really treasure. And it's a, it, it's a tough life, a very tough life, but it's something that those who do it don't want to do anything else. Well, Amanda, congratulations to you and the entire community of Leland for this exciting distinction um, for Fishtown and for your you know, expression of willingness to help others. I know you'd mentioned to me earlier before we got on this call that there were over 100 pages that went into the document to submit for this, this designation and that your hope is that the work that you guys have done to preserve the culture and this uh, viability of this industry in northern Michigan will inspire others and it will inspire them to look into their community at those special gems that if they were gone people would miss and so how do we bring that forward so they they don't have to miss it because we can preserve them as part of life today but also the history of them and, and how they're influencing who we are as people in michigan today so thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast well thank you and just know though that fishtown is in the, it's a community organization people are we'd love for them to you know come and be a part it's our supporters come from every state they come from all over the world um, a lot from michigan of course because that's where a lot of people's hearts are um, but again i'd be happy to share information if people are curious and just don't ignore the places. And also know, I said that I've been at this 15 years. It's not always fast, but you get started and you'll be amazed at where you can go with the, the work that needs to be done to make your community and keep your community special. To learn more about Fishtown, visit fishtownmi.org. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you.